You are listening to the Enormo Cast. So let's say you've taken the advice you've heard on the Enormo Cast and played it ice climbing cool with that special climbing friend, going on trip after trip like your family, even though you've had the hots for him or her since they burned you off your proj and flips in a ratty pair of Yojimbos from the Lost and Found. Well, if the perfect belay isn't conveying your longing, perhaps the climbing inspired jewelry and accessories of Peter Gilroy will help you put the punctuation on that date. That's not a date, it might be a date, a climbing date. At PeterWGilroy.com, you'll find jewelry, money clips, belt buckles, hats, and more, all inspired by the rock and the mountains on which your love has flourished. So please, before you resort to the lean-in or the forgotten sleeping bag or the embarrassing confessional after a 12-pack around the campfire, try a classier approach with a spectacular gift from PeterWGilroy.com. And if you crash and burn... Know that Peter and Enormacast still appreciate your support, even if your partner does short rope you to the curb. And remember, enter Enormo at checkout for a discount. But keep that part to yourself. We gotta get Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are you playing here? We're doing the uh, Enormo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, the big place. That's, it out. That's a big nice. place. You sold oh, it out. I'll say, you really should... Look, you better get up there before you panic. Those pens are loose. You're very good. I have really enjoyed having them with you. We'll make it. I don't think so. But we shall continue with style. Good weather. Bad weather. Now or later, anytime. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment, with support from Maxim Ropes. And the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the Enorma cast. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Cast. This is your host, Chris Calouse. It is about 9.30, Mountain Standard Time. Yes, we're back to standard time in the dark times. This is episode number 92, a conversation with Cast favorite, James Lucas. Lots gone on in James Lucas's life since we last spoke to James. Yeah, so we're going to find out about what's going on with James. Get a lot of requests for old James to come back on the show. And, uh, it's always a pleasure. So happy to have him. Get to that in just a second. The big thing I want to do on the intro today is thank the folks that have been kicking down donations to the show. Much, much appreciated. And though I have some sponsors, the donations are still the big income. And though this is a labor of love, there is the word labor in there. So it's nice to get paid for the work that you do. And I appreciate it. I do eventually get around to thanking those people personally. I fall behind on that, but I catch up eventually. So thanks, heartfelt. Glad you decided to kick down. But there are other ways to help out. You can go to normacast.com, click on the Help Out tab, and catch up with a few things that don't cost any money. And if you do feel compelled to kick down, there's a Donate button on there as well. If I've entertained you, if I've gotten you through miserable days, you can help me out. You know, even old Ira Glass begs for money once in a while, so I don't feel too bad about it. So the one nice thing about the coming of the darkness 
the darkness that closes in on you before you can go outside and climb after work is that I usually end up with a little more time to work on this project. So hopefully I'm going to uh, shake things up over here. I've been in kind of a rhythm, for better or worse, with putting out some interviews, some stuff that I kind of backlogged this summer. Good stuff, but you know, I haven't done anything weird or out of the ordinary in the last few months, so we'll see what I can do to come up with that. Plus, I'm rolling in on 100. What am I going to do for 100? Should I do something special, like greatest hits? I don't know. Interview my mom? That actually might be fun. <laughs> I don't think it lasts that long. But anyway, so uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have some time to work on all that stuff because, heck, it's dark outside and cold and miserable, so might as well sit inside on my computer. Anyway, any and all critiques are welcome. Well, that's not really true. If you have suggestions to improve the show, those are welcome. Just slandering me, not exactly welcome. Anyway, not that that happens very often, but hey. So uh, you can reach me at chris at enormacast.com. You have any more suggestions, talk about anything, who knows, maybe I'll toss off a listener mail coming up, get uh, Simon and Steve back in the studio for some advice. All right, then let's get to a conversation with James Lucas, the man, the myth, the legend. Some call him the last great American dirtbag. Some might call him the last stone master, and some just call him peaches. But first, a word from our sponsor. Actually, it's just a word from me talking about our sponsor. You know, those guys don't make me say anything. I just make these commercials up. That's pretty cool. I haven't offended them yet, so I just try to amuse myself. See what happens. Hey, folks. Did you know that Black Diamond makes ski gear? Skis, poles, skins, boots, gloves, pants, jackets. Hell, they even make this thing called the Jet Force, which will float you to the top of an avalanche and serve you brandy while you wait for help. But who cares? That shit's crazy. We're climbers, and it's still climbing season somewhere, right? In the collective and normal conscious, it's the climbing gear that matters. The beaners, the packs, the camelots. I mean, the camelots. Are we still arguing about that? They're the best. So let's keep climbing, people, and not go gently into that good night. But rage. Rage against the dying of the autumn light. Little Dylan Thomas for you there, people. You're welcome. Yeah, you can go skiing, and skiing's pretty fun. But climbing's better. Hell, even ice climbing has to be better than bobbing around in an avalanche. But that jet force thing is pretty cool. So check it all out at blackdiamondequipment.com and tell them that the Normacast sent you. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get started then. Okay. And let it roll. So, uh, hey, James, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Calus? The return of James Lucas to uh, the podcast. Much requested, I might, I might add, that, that I, I very frequently get uh, an email that's like, you got to have James Lucas back on. Or my favorites are like Cordis, Kennedy, and Lucas. I'm glad I'm third. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not quoting the email. Might, you might have been first. Ah, yeah. Well, hopefully above quarters. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, Kelly, if you include live shows and stuff, I think Kelly is a three timer. Um, I think, uh, Andrew Bisharat's a three timer. Yeah. HK. HK might, if you count his, I did a two parter in the beginning. 
Um, so if you count those as separate, he's four, but otherwise he's the three, three yeah, parter. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So you're in, you're in uh good this company. This is my third time. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I'm psyched. I want to say, yeah. So, and actually I don't think anybody else has gotten like three full episodes. Oh really? Because those guys came into the threes through a live episode where they're just on a panel. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I there you go. Do. Nice. You're I like feel the super king special. guest of the, of the normal cast for ah. the moment. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden you'll get three interviews with some hot climber chick. Yeah. Or if I don't put this out. See? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> if, like last time I'm just like, I don't know yeah. about this. Fuck this shit. No, I took this a chance and, and now it's, it's a normal cast history. So mm-hmm. thanks for coming. We are at OR. Um, I, we're at the undisclosed location still mm-hmm. banging them out here at OR. Like I've been just, you know, I've been hammering out these interviews at the trade show, which sometimes feels like I'm cheating or like, because they'll get so backlogged, but they're not. They're not really timely, so it doesn't matter yeah. that much. And people got to understand, like, the face-to-face thing is really difficult. And when I'm at OR, it's like half the time it's the only time I ever see you yeah. or all these other people that come from other parts of the country. So it's a good place to get them done. But, man, I've been just, like, cranking them out. So yeah. if I kind of just, like, get all spaced out, just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. get, it's being recorded. Oh, you know? sweet. I'll just start rambling. Yeah, that's um, well, that's going to happen anyway. But this year... We've actually, we spent a bunch of time in Spain together. Yeah. So we actually did see one another. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And I'm glad you're here because, uh, I kind of did want to get something done in Spain, um, when we were there because I don't know, it was just kind of like James yeah. Lucas on the continent, you yeah. know, like wandering around Spain. But, um, I did the same thing there where I like lined up all these freaking interviews and I just like powered them out and just kind of ran out of time. Yeah. So anyway. Welcome to to uh, to the undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. It's good to see you. How's your show going? As oh. they say in the parlance of <laughs> of the OR. You know, I'm just like trying to really embrace the OR show. I'm trying to seem like a better person without having actually improved at all. <laughs> that, that's like the nature of the OR. That's show. nature of like. I think that's like you just nailed Facebook too. Actually, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much like that's my All entire life. Yeah, is uh-huh. basically trying to be a better person without actually becoming one. <laughs> yeah, I like take a champagne glass out and like pour some malt liquor in it. <laughs> right, and that's on the, Facebook. It looks like champagne. Yeah, it no looks problem. like champagne. Yeah. Yep, even like <clears throat> standing next to you, you'll think it's champagne. Yeah. It's really just old English. I don't know. You can smell that stuff usually. Yeah. At least on somebody's breath, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about OR. Like, um, I, I mention it on the show all the time and as if everybody out there should know what it is. But of course, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not in the industry, right, you, you're, you have no idea what I'm talking about. This is like the, the meeting of all the outdoor companies and everyone converges on this place. And it's mostly for business. Right. It's, outdoor retailer it's mostly for uh like retail shop buyers to come in and see the next year's goods yeah so like the spring and fall lines and the winter stuff to like go up to the pagonia booth or la sportiva or black diamond and see the new uh new jackets the new shoes the new cams and like buy stuff for their shows yeah so it's it's you know like legitimate business but Mm -hmm. traditionally and and i've i mean i came to one of these in the 90s right and then it was a long period where i wasn't at any and then i was writing for the mountain gazette so i came for that and Mm -hmm. then 
then the last few years has been for the enormous cows. But traditionally, there's always been this like these like climber dirt baggy people like hanging around, and I don't know what because I mean it's it's not really skis, although some of the ski comp like the backcountry ski companies have booths at these, but it's it's you know outdoor clothing, uh, water sport kind of stuff, right? You know, sup boards and. It's yeah. not total kayaks, but some kayaking stuff. And mm-hmm. but then there's the whole section that we care about is the climbing section. Right. And yeah, traditionally there's always been these like climbers like mm-hmm. hanging around. Either they got on somebody, some friends got them in on mm-hmm. their like badge, or half the time they're using someone else's badge because yeah. it's it's secure. Like you can't yeah. like normal people can't just walk in off the street. Yeah. And so it's always funny because you know there's like these climber dudes and girls like kind of trying to pimp free gear and mm-hmm. you know get some like they might come here for three days and have like one 30 minute meeting with like right. one company and they spend the rest of their time trying to like slide a Gore-Tex jacket off a mannequin yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just like Hoping checking that- their watches for the free beer that comes yeah, out at four because uh-huh. yeah. that's all I haven't even hardly been in the show because I'm doing, doing this and yeah. and uh you know, but I try to make sure to be back there when the free beers flow. Yeah, yeah. What the heck? And I, you know, I also definitely get my year's supply of lip balm. Oh, um, nice. Because all the different booths have like little goodies you can just grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the lip balm one is a big one. So I, I try to walk away with like five or six tubes yeah. to get me through the year until I call. come back. I'm and keychains. Yeah. I don't have enough keys for all the keychains yeah. I get, but. I'm a big fan of all the like little Snickers. Yeah. yeah. The mini Snicks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, and then you can just like candy. swing by like goo or whoever and yeah. just like load up on whatever mm-hmm. they're pushing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. But Yeah. And all our friends that work in the industry complain about it. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm kind of feeling that this year because mm-hmm. I hammered myself so hard with all this business. Right. And normally, like, I'm like, oh, I have like one interview a day and then... A, that I'm just like chilling mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't know what you guys are complaining about. Yeah. It's super fun. Like mm-hmm. I just hang out and talk to people and like yeah. eat free food and like get lip balm and go home. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> anyway, so what's your deal here? Uh, who are you, who are you like, what are you doing at the OR show? Well, I met with, uh, BD and tried to like, I'm like trying to hustle some sponsorship, uh, as an athlete. And so I like talked to my friend JT I emailed him a little while ago. I was like, hey, man, do you think we could meet up and have a meeting? I want to, like, talk about being an athlete. And he was like, no. (laughs) But if you want to be an athlete, but if you still, like, want to hang out and talk for 30 minutes, we can do that. And I was like, "Uh, okay. okay." And the, the meeting went, like, okay. But one of the highlights was, like, JT was standing up on this balcony. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, like, pointed down at the crowd. And Alex Honnold was like walking in front of me. Yeah. And Alex looked up and waved because he thought JT was pointing at him, of course. Right. And JT just shook his head <laughs> and kept pointing. And Alex turned around and realized he was pointing at me. It was like one of those small victories in life where you're just like so excited. <laughs> oh, man. I can so picture that. And uh-huh. That probably was some big. Big uh, ego stoke for JT to get the yeah, wave yeah. off Honnold. Yeah. Just uh, be like, no, I'm not pointing at you, yeah. son. He was like, no, uh, peaches. <laughs> Down there, peaches. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of inside baseball, the whole OR show. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 still like, at least within the climbing thing, it's still like 
you know, the peoples and the tribe and everybody get yeah. together. And again, like for someone like me who's not working so hard, although mm -hmm. again, I did, I blew it this year, but you know, I end up just seeing people I haven't seen forever. And, yeah. and you know, the same reason I can do these interviews is, is, you know, another great reason to come is cause I see these people that I don't ever see. And mm -hmm. you know, you just stand there shooting the shit for, for hours, you know, yeah, about different things. So, mm -hmm. and you know, everyone knows I love to talk about climbing and like, that's all you can do all day if you want. Yeah. Your latest trip, their latest trip, where they're going, mm -hmm. where they're coming from, you know, so it's pretty fun. Yeah, that stuff is really cool. So, yeah, so it's not too hard to kind of understand. What goes on in the, like, the booths, in the back rooms, and I don't care. Yeah. It has something to do with money exchanging hands. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. cool. Um, anyhow, so, yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about OR because we have this weird – I'm always bringing it up on here. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, so we have this weird kind of – mode here that's yeah. a little bit different than most people so but you know if you if you live in salt lake and you can rustle up a badge it's worth going and i, and I know yeah. a lot of people do so it's cool to check out there's also like really cool events surrounding it like you get to see the real rock movie the uh psycho comp the drunk people. the drinking <laughs> yeah the yeah. drinking there's lots of drinking <laughs> that goes on lots of like three two which is okay yeah it gets you bloated a little bit yeah it leaves you more waterlogged than wasted yeah i brought these in from wyoming so oh nice that's a good call yeah anyway um cool well, let's move on to spain okay so we went to nice. spain yeah that I was awesome you in spain mm -hmm. in a couple different places did we act no we didn't see each other in chulia no just in sierrana yeah. I, I was down in andalusia oh right that's where you were mm -hmm. before before you showed up up yeah. north yeah which was cool. Like I, so I was in Spain like seventy days. It was my first time out of North America. I've been to uh, America's top hat, and I've been to Tijuana once. And so it was like my real first like international trip. And uh, I spent like the first third of my trip in like southern Spain, which was really cool. It was like really difficult because uh, I don't speak any Spanish. Uh huh. And uh, nobody speaks English down there. Yeah, it's it's it definitely. Um, I, I I almost feel like more people in South America spoke English than in Spain. Mm -hmm. You know, at least outside. Of, I mean, outside of the cities, the cities are a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, in the countryside, forget it. Yeah, it is is wild. This is like a really good experience for me, mm -hmm. but also like really difficult. Just being like, wow, like. I haven't talked to anyone all day because I don't know how to like say anything. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when you finally do speak, it's almost like your jaw hurts. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've been like clenching your teeth like, yeah. in fear of someone actually speaking to you. Yeah. And then I say something like, uh, mi perro es muy fácil. Your dog is really easy. <laughs> yeah. Did you really say that to somebody? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, la ruta is más fácil. Yeah, it's more easy. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah, that's useful. But sometimes the dog is easy too, and that's right. good to tell people. <laughs> I guess <laughs> you just never know. Right, right. And, um, and so I was there for like, first third of my trip and then i went up to see rana mm -hmm. uh and that was cool i thought the climbing down south was a little bit better um the rock quality mm -hmm. like uh around uh high end and reggie chilo and stuff like that 
but uh, Sirana had like more of a scene. Right. It was easier to find people to climb with. Um, it was a little, lot more concentrated, and uh, that part was was really. So, cool. do you mean the rock was better quality or more interesting? Uh, I thought it was slightly better quality. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like down by high end, there's like a thousand foot limestone wall that looked amazing, but. Um, we climbed at this cave called Otinyar. It's mm-hmm. got like a bunch of hard, steep sport climbs with tufos and some like Andre 9B project and a bunch of these caves that were really cool. But the, <clears throat> there was always like, uh, goats that like slept in the caves so they'd be filled with goat shit at the base. Right. Yeah. That smell. Yeah. I like, can always mm-hmm. like, get a whiff of it you're like oh yeah. yeah and you go home and you check for fleas yeah because even over <laughs> even over uh like yeah all over europe anywhere there's limestone there tends to be goats mm-hmm. hanging out like uh uh kalimnos is like i mean goats are everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. and so there's shits everywhere too but yeah the yeah, you get used to it, it kind of has a earthy smell to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's <laughs> pretty cool. soon your car starts to smell like it and your <laughs> yeah. fucking hotel room starts to smell i mean you just like Cause it's just like dusting your, your gear and shit yeah, the whole yeah. time you're there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like mm. you reek of feta. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So when we were in Spain, I was living right around the corner from you. Right. Like within like shouting distance almost. Yeah. No, definitely shouting distance. Like if we, if I had really felt like yelling, yeah, we could have easily communicated. <laughs> yeah. But, and I was like substantially closer to the bell. I was eye level yeah. uh-huh. with the bell. And the bell. The notorious bell. The notorious Ooh. bell. So you did a little calculation. Right. Um, just I, He was like, what do you think I'm doing? And he's writing all these freaking <laughs> numbers down. And I'm just like, I don't know. He's like calculating your time spent at OR or something. Yeah. So tell tell us about this calculation. Okay. Because the, if, you, if, you, if you're not aware of the bell of Cornadea, um, Go back to and listen to the Ethan Pringle episode because I think that's where it figures most prominently in terms of the enormous cast. Right. It's probably like ding, ding, ding. But this thing, like this bell was, I mean, 100 feet from where I was staying. Yeah. If mm-hmm. even. Yeah. And I was, we were kind of more diagonal. A little bit, it. but you were probably 300 feet. Yeah. I was going to guess yeah. 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So the bell rings once on the quarter hour. Uh, twice at the half hour, three times at 45, quarter till, and then four times at the hour, and then it'll ring the hour. Yeah, right? but yeah, because it does four times to warn you mm-hmm. that you need to like get ready to start counting. Right. For the hour. Mm-hmm. So it goes, it hits, it hits the, the four, and then there's a pause, and then if it's yeah. nine, it hits nine right. or whatever. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we estimate it because it's like, um, so every hour mm-hmm. it rings like 10 times, right. like the quarters and the changes, and then it rings the hours. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Right. It does that twice a day. So it rings 540 times a day. 540 bongs, gongs, yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. And there's two, two tones. Two tones. Yeah. yeah. There's like the ding, ding, ding. And then the, Bong, bong, and right. it was actually like 
uh, a microphone next well, to it. Yeah, and then there's like then there's the loudspeaker that occasionally would come on <laughs> yeah, and play the yeah. music, <laughs> play like the the Catalan national anthem. Yeah, and then make some announcements mm-hmm. about. And one day Bernardo, who lived below uh, mm-hmm. where I was staying, um, the photographer uh, Bernardo Jimenez, he he was like he was talking about telling or telling me what was being said. Yeah. Basically it was an announcement about how there was a new shop opening in the square. Oh really? Yeah. Oh cool. That's what was going on. But then, then there would be, uh, there would be random gonging in addition to the five. Yeah. Like the five forty was minimum. Yeah. But then like, you know, on church day, like they announced the church was opening. Yeah. Some mornings it would just Mm -hmm. like, Freak out. Remember yeah, the freak yeah. out? It'd just be like, ding dong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be crazy. And you'd always text me like, what the fuck? <laughs> can you hear the, can you hear the bell? Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I can hear it, James. It's right there. Um, and then there would be, I mean, you know, sadly there would be the wakes mm-hmm. and there'd just be a slow, like droning for yeah. a half an hour of yeah. just like slow bongs. Mm-hmm. It's good we're talking about this because, um, Bernardo, my friend Joseba, I, I was staying with, like, had no problem with the bell. And yeah. I was just like, you Bad can't years. hear that? Like, <laughs> he's like, nah. And, and he'd only been living there for a couple of days. He's like, I don't hear it. You know? Like, oh, really? It's just, I mean, it doesn't bother me. But Bernardo, who'd lived below us yeah. one floor down for a couple of years, mm-hmm. he, it, it drove him crazy. So yeah. I was able to commiserate with Bernardo. And Bernardo was like, he wanted to, you know, he's like, I am working on getting the bell shut down mm-hmm. because he was telling me that if you go on to uh like travelocity or yelp or whatever uh-huh. is people come to cornadea tourists and they're like it's really great it's beautiful but yeah and there's all these complaints he said about on the bell. on there about the bell yeah so he's like from what i understood he's like trying to compile it all into like a file and just and mm-hmm. go to the, the church or the city or whoever yeah. is in charge of the fucking bell and say look yeah. Like I get the uh, on the hour thing at least, yeah. but like, let's you know, let's cut off the the. I, we didn't really explain it, but it it rings like once on the quarter hour, yeah, twice on the half hour, hour, three times, three times on, on the yeah, 45. you did say that, yeah, and then uh, on the hour, yeah, four times. And there's, he also told me that it actually used to ring all night. Oh, and man. there was actually like some sort of, you know, rebellion in town to yeah. be like. They Look, we got to fucking shut this stupid mm, bell off. Yeah, like, yeah. Cause it does shut down at, at, uh, what at midnight? Mm, yeah. To when? Like five. Maybe? Yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the bell of Cornadea. Yeah. It's funny cause I had a listener, uh, email me or message me on Facebook about the bell. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm in Cornadea. And actually, you know what? He shot a picture and he was on your street. Oh he was yeah. Staying on your street. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he was just like, dude, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's driving fucking, us nuts. Yeah, the fucking bell. It's like, wow, Spain is unbelievable. Yeah. Except, except the, bell. the bell. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. And I've stayed in all those towns, like towns mm-hmm. like that, and I've never heard one ring as often as that. Like yeah. on the hour, you get it, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. old timey. It's yeah, kind of quaint. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. If, especially right. if it like would have shut off at like 10. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. But see, yeah, I really like Sierra. I like hung out with a bunch of like crusher sport climbers, which right. was really interesting. Yeah, like there was a a short period of time where it was like 
uh, me, uh, Ethan Pringle, Nina Caprez, and Jonathan Severus mm-hmm. all staying in this like apartment. Yeah. No, I was like the only one who hadn't sent 9A. Right. Anyway, uh, the cool thing about hanging out with all this like tough sport climbers was just like seeing how they live. You know, it's not just like they, they're, they're like good because of like how disciplined they are like off the rock as well. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, it's actually funny because it, I feel the same way. Cause I was, you know, I lived right around, around the corner from you. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was the same. I feel the same way. Like it was the first time I was like really hanging mm-hmm. out and like watching that. Yeah. Half the time when that's going on at the cliff, like I, you know, for re- my own personal reasons, go the other direction. Right. But yeah. you know, it's like, I kind of like hung out and yeah. I, you know, we both belayed Ethan quite a few times yeah. on this project and just watched the whole thing. Yeah. It's and, cool. It's like an international scene. Yeah. And it was super impressive and admirable. And, uh, for my own like climbing, it totally w- made me happy that I wasn't those guys. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, you always wish like, Oh, I wish I could climb as well as them mm-hmm. and, or do these routes. Yeah. But then, you know, in your heart of hearts, you're like, well, there's a reason I'm not. Yeah. It may be natural talent. Yeah. But it's probably also like either I'm not willing to or I think more so it's just like, yeah, that's not my path because, yeah. you know, those guys like, the, you know, everybody, everybody, all the locals and everything else, it's like, you know, you go climb and then you go out and then yeah. you drink mm-hmm. and then you hang out till yeah. super late and then you get up super yeah. late and you're like smoking cigarettes yeah. and you're like, no, these guys yeah, are, those dudes were not nowhere to yeah. be seen at yeah. the bar, you know, until Ethan finally showed mm-hmm. up at the bar after he sent his route yeah. for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it, it was crazy. Like just seeing, so Nina was working on Lorena Mora, which mm-hmm. is uh 9A and then, um, Ethan was working on Lorena Moore and then Jonathan was working on La Rambla, which is a nine, a plus. So 14 D and 15 a, and essentially like same starts, but yeah. different endings. And, uh, Nina was climbing. She was like doing well on it. She could do all the moves and she was like making big links, but she, uh, wasn't doing as well as those two guys. And you could see like in her, in like her daily life, she's way more like, oh yeah, like let's go climbing, like whatever. Um, <clears throat> Ethan, who eventually like red pointed Lorena Moore, was more like, okay, I'm gonna go climbing. Uh, I should eat salad for dinner. I'm gonna like do some massage and like, like post work, like do some push ups and like stay fit and be mindful. And then, and he eventually did the route. And then Jonathan, who was like climbing at a next level, he was just like, this is it. I came to Spain to send and I am focused. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't think I ever saw him out like yeah. at the cliff. And then, and then, you know, I come out, I came over and hung out with you guys and yeah. like he fully ghosted like mid mid like conversation because he was like i'm out i'm going to my room and i'm gonna like yeah listen to my tunes and like yeah you know get my good night's sleep mm-hmm. and i'm gonna hang know, out while we finish the wine mm-hmm. and uh, you know and you're right like and it, w- and it went in that order like then ethan disappeared yeah and then it was me you and nina and then finally like the night was over and she yeah. hung out like totally yeah yeah so. and and totally it's like 
you know, just about anybody can uh, climb pretty hard. It's how much you're willing to, uh, like, put into it mm-hmm. and, like, really focus. And to some degree, it's discipline. It's also like, okay, well, how much are you prioritizing, <clears throat> like, your sleep, your eating, your, like, exercise and rest and, like, your psychological state? Right. Those are kind of – they're important things. And that was – more than like all the routes that I climbed and uh <clears throat> like the yeah, just the different climbing that I got to experience abroad. That was probably the biggest lesson I took back from Spain was um like your performance is like it's related to your level of dedication. Yeah. Or and focus. And and, and it becomes even more acute you know, at that level, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can get away with being slobs. Right. Probably st- we still have a ways to go to yeah. get to our best. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and it's, I think it's enlightening even that we're, we're talking about it because, you know, I guess, I guess the myth and, you know, perpetuated just by the idea of climbing is that, you know, these guys just are better climbers because they climb more. Yeah. You know, and they try harder. Yeah. And it's and the truth is is that it's not it's I mean they're better climbers yes because of all that but then you know they're living this life that's kind of like the antithesis to a lot of the things I love about climbing mm-hmm. you know because I love hanging out afterwards mm-hmm. I love going to the bar and and shooting the shit with all these guys and in that and you know in Indian Creek like staying up late and drinking beers and right and so it's like. I know when I step back from that that it's like, well, I I have these climbing goals, mm-hmm. and it would be great, and I know there's a certain place I can get to, but I also I'm like I'm not gonna go beyond that. People are like, why not? You could. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, I probably could, but you know, then my quality of life is I'm just not willing to do that. Yeah, you know, and and that speaks to me, you know, about or about me is. Maybe I'm slightly lazy or whatever. I have different motivations. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's cool to see that. It's not just like you got – in some ways it's cool because it's not like you just got a bad roll of the dice coming right. out of the womb or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like, it, it's both disheartening because you you know you don't have the discipline, or at least I do. Mm-hmm. But then it's also like, well, you know, at least it's not because I'm just like, you know, inferior in some yeah. like major way. So Yeah, no. I think like someone who's dedicated will be able to climb way harder than someone with natural talent. Yeah, for sure. There'll be a place where it stops the natural talent. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, and, and the cool thing is, you know, at times, and I'm sure this is maybe what you took away from it. You can say yes or no, but the, you know, you can incorporate some of that Mm -hmm. and just be like, all right, you know, for the next couple months, I really want to do this yeah. thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, what would Ethan Pringle do? Yeah. What totally. would Ethan Pringle do? Yeah. What, so, it was more like, what would Jonathan Segrist yeah, do? Yeah, actually, I'll go with, John, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll go with Jonathan Segrist. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. Although I'll go, what will, what would Tommy Caldwell do? What would TC do? At the, yeah. At the very end of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. I mean, and that's when I'm like at the grocery store. I'm like, yeah. you know, whatever I'm doing, You're I like, ask that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Speaking of which, let's transition into that. So another thing that's happened to you since we, uh, we, not since I saw you, but since last time we did a podcast was that you were 
you were sort of a behind the scenes behind the curtains guy on the Don Wall ascent. Oh yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're as close as I've gotten to it on the yeah. cast so far. So so tell me about that. Tell me about what your deal was on that. Um, uh well so those guys it was like December in the valley and the only ones around were like I was there. Uh of course because I'm like always there. Which is good and bad. And then uh like Tommy and Kevin were there. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Like I remember driving in like one night into the valley floor. It was like seven or eight o'clock at the beginning of December. Nobody's there because it's the middle of the week. I just come in to go bouldering and like try this short crack project. And like I saw their lights up on the wall. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that was before the like this was the storm. Yeah. The media storm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it was just them and yeah, a couple other dudes maybe. No, nobody, nobody else. Okay, just those dudes. Like, yeah, the weather was great. It was like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, like Tommy, a month later was longing for those days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then they like, um, you know, over the years, I, I've like randomly helped those guys. Like, Kevin forgot a haul bag at the base like during a storm and so i like ran up there and picked it up because mm-hmm. he'd gone to like the bay and tommy left and um i think i'd maybe done some other rigging work for him something but i was like in between rest days and uh honald had been like oh you should go up there and like say hi for moral support they they were like on their push they like went 1200 feet up to um their base camp and I was like, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go say hi. So I like talked to Kevin. I was like, oh, I'm going to come up. Do you need anything? And he was like, yeah. Can you get me some bourbon and some sour Skittles? I was like, yeah, I'm sure. That's like no problem. And, um, and so I was like packing my bag and I had all that stuff in there. And then I got this text from, from Tommy and he was like, oh, hey, you're coming up. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, do you think you can, like, grab a couple things for me, too? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, go into my van. Okay, drive the van to the village. Okay, um, so can you put together five, like, mojo bars, five cliff bars, five vanilla protein cliff bars? Um, we need two things of pasta, two things of, like, trail mix. We need eight things of salami. Can you get some bagels? Can you go into the store and get lettuce, tomato, onion, one bell pepper, a, <laughs> some cilantro? Um, okay. Put it in the hall bag. Maybe somebody else can bring it up. Oh, there's also this like 400 foot, uh, rope that we're going to use to rig the photographers. If you could like just kind of put that all in a pile, that'd be great. And then, uh, drive my van back to, uh, El Cap Meadow. Oh, hmm. You know, It'd be really cool if you could bring that stuff up for us, actually. (laughs) And so all of a sudden, I went from like having this active rest day with like some Skittles and bourbon, right? To like like, jugging along, yeah, to just cruising along to like carrying like you know a few thousand pounds of shit, right? Because a four hundred static line is not light, even by no, no, no. (laughs) That thing, that thing was heinous. They used it to like pull Brett Lowell out from the wall. Oh, right, yeah. And so then it was like, okay, I, 
like I'll I ended up like doing some rigging up there, which was kind of cool. There's like one night, uh, I helped drop a rope down from the top, and um, the Brett was like on the other side of the wall, and he was uh he was getting Jumar out this other way, and he was like going up, and as he got to the top, the rope he like looked up and the rope had like been cut. Um, oh, right. Somebody cut. Yeah. So we don't know who it is. Jim Byer. <coughs> right. <laughs> He'd, uh, this person had like chopped the bolts off the top of the dom wall. And, um, and so the rope had just like gotten wrapped around this huge flake. Um, another rigger had like gone to the, t- was at the top and like dropped a rope to Brett. Mm-hmm. And that, kind of like in the process they dislodged this like i don't know uh maybe like a mini fridge size block that came like right off the top of el cap which is pretty scary i went like i was further over right but it went maybe like 20 feet behind tommy who was playing uh-huh and um and then brett was like it like whizzed right by brett's head and he was pretty nervous about the whole thing. And so, uh, I was like alone on the wall with those guys and hanging out like, and that, uh, I wasn't sure what was going on. And so they're like, Oh, peaches, you're here. Do you want to just hold on to this? And they'd like clip the hall line to me. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, do you want to just like, <laughs> maybe you could set up the hall. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, hey, hey, while you're up there, <laughs> do you think you can just, just try pulling the bag up a little bit? Let's see, <laughs> let's see if it'll leave the delay. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. Keep, keep pulling, keep right. pulling. <laughs> yeah, and so it was like, all of a sudden it was like 10 o'clock at night and I'm like at the top of, I, I've like hauled. Like this is all in the pitches. same day. Yeah, this is all. Oh no! So like bringing the sour skittles and yeah, stuff up. That was a different day. That was a different day. Okay. Yeah, and then I was there for like the day they topped out. And then you were there for the cleanup crew, right? Yeah, and then like, yeah, and then like Tommy, Kevin, and I like like wrapped the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was kind those of- guys didn't just send you down there. Well. So they <laughs> they left their haul bag up there, uh-huh. like on one of the ledges, right right before the top out, and right. they're like, "Oh, uh, one of us needs to go down there and uh, free the haul bag, and then Jumar back up, and like it, whatever, it'll be easy." And Kevin's like, "Oh, Ellen DeGeneres just called me. I gotta go. I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tommy's like, "Oh, oh, look, she man. called me. Yeah, too. she just called me too." <laughs> I'm like, oh, what I gotta the wait. F- I gotta wait here and li- wait for the president yeah, to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, fuck. I guess Rosie O'Donnell's never gonna call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go down there. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then like, uh, we wrap the wall and we pulled all their stuff off. Hopefully, you'll get a dedication in the book. Yeah, seems <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> I'll put the word in for you. Yeah, yeah. But it was an interesting experience because it was like, like I was on the wall a lot, like rigging and hanging out. And all of a sudden I'd like look down at El Cap Meadow and there'd be like 
free semis mm-hmm. like lined yeah, up in big, the meadow. Yeah, like big satellite. Yeah, production with huge satellites on them. And then when we topped out, there's like when those guys topped out, you know, I walked up at like five in the morning and wrapped in. Mm-hmm. And um, like by the time we were like coming out, there's just like photo people just dangling off the edge and um, <clears throat> like people on the summit with like trying to get the shot. Yeah, with their laptops. Like with mini satellites mm-hmm. to like upload these images, and it was a it was a gong show for sure. Well, it's it's you know anybody who's climbing in Yosemite, you use it's used to having all those cars, and it's a total shit show yeah. in the summer. Yeah, in the summer, and in the winter time, I mean, it's because I, I I climbed El Cap in the winter, you know, and it was just like. You'd look down and it would be empty, and then yeah. you'd see like one car for like mm-hmm. five minutes, yeah, and then it'd be empty for another two yeah. hours, and like nobody's there yeah. normally. Yeah, I think like in July and July and August count for roughly like forty six percent of uh, park visitation, right? You know, like and the the months like before and after count for another like twenty or thirty percent. Right. So, like, within, like, the four months of of summer, essentially, four or five months, it's, like, insanely busy. The rest of the time, empty. Right. Or chill, anyway. Yeah, so. chill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of wild. It's just amazing, like, how lucky they mm-hmm. got with the weather. Yeah. Oh, you know? super lucky. You know, it's like, because th- that's just, I mean, I guess it's. Nowadays, it's like more common probably because of the sort of the drought and all that business. But normally, mm-hmm. years ago or whatever, like you're not going to get 20 days of splitter weather in yeah. January. Mm-hmm. And they just needed a couple day storm to plaster the wall and the thing yeah, was over. They, they, they were won. done. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's a crazy amount of luck that mm-hmm. went into the final send. Yeah. And, you know, it's demoralizing enough to have a storm come in and shut you down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of seven years it's like yeah. it would just be you know i mean who knows how, how i mean i think tommy said at times like he you know w- was not sure this was like a never-ending thing like yeah you know like he probably was gonna get finally be like screw it i'm yeah. done totally. so yeah i mean it's incredible 20 i mean they were what 17 18 days yeah i think so. I, mean, I just like kind of rounded up yeah. to 20 but still yeah two and a half weeks of they had a little bit of weather but whew. yeah crazy yeah so anyway Good yeah. on them. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. And then it like, did it just like clear out? Yeah. Then like the day after, like, like within six hours of them sending. Yeah. Empty again. <laughs> the deer. Yeah. The deer back like gingerly walking across the meadow again, just like looking around. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and then like, I got some money from, for rigging and like two days later I was in Spain. It worked out like super oh, that's cool. well for me. Yeah. I was, I was psyched. So, um, another thing that's happened to you since the last time we talked and is, is something we really need to hash out mm-hmm. is that since we la- last time we talked and actually since Spain, so mm-hmm. since the last time yeah, I yeah. saw you, you climbed the free rider, you free climbed the free rider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only did you free climb the free rider, but you did it in a day. And that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And did you like what happened? Did you like 
Did you just carry the fitness from Spain and just send, or what was the difference? What happened? Uh, I mean, you've been working on this thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I think a lot of it came down to like having. Or was it the Jonathan Segrist mode? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it w- was partly that. Like, I was maybe a little more fit, like marginally, but a lot of it came down to like being more focused. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, like I flew back. I left Cornudea, and I think five days later, I was on the top of El Cap. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Okay. I'm like wrapping in. I'm going to climb the crux. Okay. I'm going to rest the next day. Day after that, I'm wrapping in. I'm going to climb the crux, and I'm going to climb the corner. Okay, rest. Then I'm, the day after that, I'm going to climb the crux, climb the corner. Okay, rest. Then I'm going to climb the monster. I'm going to climb the crux. I'm going to climb the corner. Rest. Okay, I'm going to do it again and again and again. And it, <clears throat> I was just like way more focused this this season. And more methodical. More methodical. Right. And uh, I was like, okay, what am I eating? What time am I going to bed? Like I had those things lined up before I like woke up. Okay. I was like, okay, like on my rest day, I'm like planning out like how I'm going to rest in like my next few days and like my performance and um, I actually, I squeaked it in almost before this like big storm that came into the valley. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I like climbed it, uh, in like 15 hours mm-hmm. and like the first. Dude, seven- that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. That's I'm awesome. Psyched. Yeah. There's like, did you, when you finally got it all sorted out? And you went to try to climb it a day. Did you do it the first time you tried it? Yeah. The, so the first time this season. Right. Right. Uh, so this season compared to other seasons, this season I trained so that I could try it like twice. Mm-hmm. The thing is like doing that, making an attempt on like El Cap, trying to like free in a day and like failing. It's really hard to try it again that season. Right. You need to rest for a few days and you need like the weather to hold out. Um, but this season I was like, okay, I'm training so I can like be able to try it twice. And so like my first go, I was like, Oh cool. Like this is a training run. I've got another one. I've got another one. I've got the time. I was like a little more relaxed climbing. Well, my friend Austin like supported me just Jumard. Uh, this was like my fifth time trying to do it in a day. Right. And so I had like a lot of stuff worked out. What time I should start, uh, what gear I should bring. Mm-hmm. I whittled like El Cap down. Sure. To like a sport route. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that sounds silly, but I mean that. Right. That's but the fully sport routes don't have the monster office. They don't have no. the hollow flake even, which isn't no. that hard, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, You're not you like, gotta wiggle around and yeah. all those pitches yeah. in between. You know, there in the tower have like some squeezing and yeah. some like thuggy, yeah. deep arm climbing. And yeah, and, I short fixed and it yeah. felt like I was soloing on some stuff. So that's awesome, man. Pump. I mean, 15 yeah. hours is rad. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's, I mean, what did, what do you think you probably pitched it out at in the 20s? How many pitches? Uh, yeah. Must, and even, even doing it like shenanigans, yeah. you must still be doing like 20 some pitches. Yeah, I think like it's 30 something yeah. in the guide. Yeah. And so, so even if you fart around and like 
clean some up or mix them up, you're probably in the high 20s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and saying. there's off with climbing above mm-hmm. too. There's the freaking Scotty Burke yeah. off with that's not easy. And yeah, I was yeah. really, really psyched because and it's not like you can climb that kind of climbing automatically just zoom through it. Yeah, no, it's slow. That's awesome. Yeah. And the, uh, I'm not like the best climber in the world, you know, like the hardest. Nearly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've climbed like 13B and the free riders 13A. The crux is at my physical limit. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that's always like I've loved about Yosemite is that it demands like a mastery of all climbing skills and especially this route, you know, it was like I had to be able to like off with, I had to be able to like boulder really hard. I had to sport climb, like do pumpy crack climbing, mm-hmm. uh, when I'm fatigued and then have like the mental capacity to like strategize and move fast. So yeah, it was like a really like, uh, big accomplishment for me personally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, And to smoke it that fast too is awesome. You weren't like dragging your ass over the summit, like 2344 or something like that. You know, I got to the top and I was like, Oh, I still have, Time in the day, and then I walked over to the some bushes and went, oh, 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 oh. Really? <laughs> just try heaved. Oh yeah, Did you? <laughs> I was like, this, this is my glorious moment. <laughs> oh, oh. Why? Because you're dehydrated or what? I'm like dehydrated, right. fatigued. Uh-huh. Oh god, I was just worked. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it only took me four years to do it in a day. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Though. I mean, that's like thirty minutes of pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, thanks. So post free rider, man. Right. What are you just like <laughs> did you just like walking on clouds? Oh man. So I had this great month of climbing in the spring. Mm-hmm. I like sent a V eight boulder problem. Which, Sick. Yeah, which is really hard for me. And then like a little bit later I sent some thirteen B at jailhouse. This was all within like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I had boulder bouldered my hardest didn't like one of my hardest sport climbed three del cap in a day and then it just went to shit really yeah well it's just like <laughs> yeah but you gotta remember what would jay what would jay star do yeah he i mean you 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 had like to go rest rest cycle yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right yeah and so i like started my rest cycle. and that's like a total myth as well or is that you just you just climb more and you just keep getting better yeah i know you right. gotta like take some breaks yeah and so uh i started running I went to a bunch of yoga classes. Nice. I went to like, within like three weeks, I went to uh, 12 or 13 yoga classes. Great way to meet ladies, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. You would think so. <laughs> I mean, they're there. Yeah. Lots uh-huh. of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think maybe I was going to the wrong yoga classes. <laughs> Where were you? I was in Berkeley. Oh, no, I think that's the right place to be. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. Because like I, I was going to like yoga for geriatrics. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, like, I went to one class where there was like people standing on their heads and stuff like, like that. Like legit like yeah. yoga people, yeah. yogis. Yeah. And I could not do right. that. Like I couldn't touch my toes. Mm-hmm. I still can't. Right. And that's why I realized about yoga is that I think it's kind of useless for rock climbing. You think so? Yeah. I don't really think you need to be that flexible for rock climbing. Um, I would, I would agree with you. I think, I mean, you know, I'll probably get letters from the yoga Mm -hmm. people, 
but you know, I think it's good to be, you know, health, healthily flexible. Yeah. Like you can't mm-hmm. be a total stiff. Although you, my friend, Michael Logan, yeah. who's been on the show, mm-hmm. uh, he's admittedly like one of the more inflexible people in yeah. the world and he climbs really hard. Yeah. So, but I mean, I think it's obviously helpful to be, you know, reasonably athletically flexible. Right. But to be able, I mean, being able to do all those weird, like crazy bends and things. Yeah. Like, no. You're you're better off like spending your time on a campus board it's, or a hangboard or. It really comes down to that, my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's you know the argument that I always have. Like, yeah, in a perfect world, you know, if I was like independently wealthy and I just mm-hmm. could woke, wake up each morning and be fit and do fitness things and yeah. Yeah. But in a world where like my climbing time's limited and therefore my training time is even more limited. Yeah. Yeah. In the end for me, you know, a 13A, 13B climber, anytime I could get away to, to train upper body and grip strength, that's what I should be doing. Yeah. You know, totally. Versus even running. Yeah. Right. Mm. And in fact, when I saw the first time I saw Tommy do his presentation on on uh, the Don Wall, mm-hmm. and and my ears like totally perked up because he said that one of the things he did last summer was cut out all the cardio, right? Yeah, and and just focus on strength training. Yeah, and I, I was like, see, yeah. you see, I stood up in the auditorium. I'm like, you hear that, everybody? Quit getting on my ass about running. Yeah, <laughs> Re- remember when we were out in the we climbed that right one day in Tirana? Uh huh. I'd gone running that morning. Oh yeah, and totally I was like, screwed yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, why did I go running this morning? That was such a bad idea. You you like hiked the rat. I didn't hike it, but I did pull it off. Yeah, you you did yeah. first try. Yeah, and I was up there like lobbing thirty and forty feet. Oh, like, that's right. <laughs> like taking those big wingers yeah. and bouncing off the rat. Yeah, screaming. Yep. Yeah, and it was all. Yeah, you were like, you were when I talked to you that morning. You were all stoked on this huge run you done. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know, dude. I don't yeah. know if that was a good idea or yeah. not. No, horrible. <laughs> Overall, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Obviously, again, being sort of athletically aerobic, you can't be a total slug, right? But, yeah, but yeah, it's time spent. So mm. I mean, nobody comes out. Nobody listens to this podcast for for training advice. If you yeah. do. You're, you're listening. To Go the to wrong training podcast. beta. Yeah, training beta. Uh, Neely will tell you what you're really supposed to do. Yeah. Do not listen to me. Yeah, Neely knows what's up. Yeah, she knows what up, and her guests know what's mm-hmm. up. So, yeah. and some of the same guests have been on my show, and we talk about drinking. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. C- come here. But at the same time, Tommy Caldwell. I mean, you know, yeah. he's he's no slouch. Yeah, that guy. What would TC athlete. do? Yeah. What yeah. would TC do? So. Yeah, I guess post free rider, I'm gonna try and uh, figure out something to do with my life. <laughs> so like, it's like post. It's like the opposite of post traumatic stress disorder. It's like post triumph stress yeah. disorder. Like yeah. now you're just empty. Yeah, like uh-huh. all your effort was put into this thing, and you actually achieved it. And yeah. now you're just like, okay. Yeah, I mean, whoops. It, it was like <laughs> maybe my- I should have had other interests. Yeah, <laughs> like last year is like my car broke down. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a home. All of a sudden, I was like in Yosemite Village, like scraping like three inches of ketchup slime out of the inside of a garbage can to like make enough money to like get a new car. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were eating that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I was like, wow, dude, I would have sent you <laughs> sent you some bucks, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I would have tied you over. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't want to admit At least you could have been eating the ketchup out of the packets. Yeah, I didn't want to admit it on the radio. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. But that made, that made you go to Spain in a way, didn't it? Well, like so motivate I was doing you that. to like shake it up a little bit. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm cleaning these trash cans. I got, it. I, I got to do something with my life. Okay, I'm gonna go to Spain, and then I'm gonna try and send the free rider. Yeah, and self actualization. Yeah, that's what that's called. Yeah. So. And then now that I've done it, it's like, well, I'm not inside of a garbage can. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody can see James, but he was like rubbing his temple yeah, through that whole thing. Yeah. Just like, ah, just, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, you know, the normal bump is something. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I've got like a few things lined up. I'm going to uh, be working on like a uh, bouldering guide in the valley. And then um, always like continuing with my writing projects, hopefully get into some like video production work somehow um do i've gotten like a little more into stand-up comedy over the years Mm -hmm. uh doing some open mics yeah like so those are online right yeah yeah they're online i'm gonna link them up okay so i've done like five shows in uh salt lake city like small open mics and then um i did a show in vancouver at this comedy club these were uh, the ones in Salt Lake City were were also like at this comedy club, mm-hmm. but the the Vancouver shows the best. I like kind of aggregated all my material and used it in uh, Vancouver, and it, it's actually it's super fun, but it takes like a ton of work. It's so hard to like figure out new jokes. Right, you're just like grinding it out, like like trying this stuff that. Just, on your friends, yeah, on your they're friends. Just like, yeah, well, you tried that. You did that. Yeah, one yeah they're like, you, yeah, we heard that one. Yeah, J- James, <laughs> I heard the one where you say I'm pulling out like I'm Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that from you three years ago well, and five years ago. Do you ever have tr- problems too, like where you kind of create like, like not just climbing, but I guess climbing, like climbing specific sort of humor. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, well, now I'm standing in a club or I'm, yeah. I'm on stage in front of all these people that, like, will not get this thing yeah. that, like, you know, killed them in the Camp Four Boulders yeah, the other day. Yeah. <laughs> like- yeah, it's like, man, I was at, like, Yosemite Facelift, and I told all these people that I climb up to 514 on El Cap. I climb up to it, and then aid right through it. Ah, boom, <laughs> brunts. Yeah. You know? Like- yeah. You tell that in, like... The- at the punchline in San Francisco, yeah, and yeah. people are like, "Yeah, <laughs> you." There's just like the sounds of crickets, and there's no fucking crickets in San Francisco. No. Like maybe there's some in Oakland, but they've probably been shot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll link. Uh, I'll link those that you're. Con- I, I've I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. You know, because I think you you either sent me them or I made you send yeah. me one or something, mm-hmm. and I'm probably- getting laughs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, and I'll tell you, because I listen, you know, everybody knows, listens to the show, like Mark Marin is is sort of my bread and butter, mm-hmm. the the uh, WTF. And he talks to comedians, and a lot of times they come around to, like, the beginnings and doing open mics yeah. and how brutal it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's plenty of these guys who are, like, superstar professionals that will talk about just, like, 
you know, trying to do two minutes and just bombing. Oh, like yeah. having no jokes. Oh, yeah. And just like, and how brutal it is because people are like, they're kind of cutthroat on the, on the open micers. Yeah. You know, I, or it depends on the crowd, I suppose, but. Yeah. I actually like had that happen a bunch this, uh, this, like last fall and spring, I had this really good idea that like, oh, nobody tells like small dick jokes, right? And so I was like, okay, I'll like start telling people I have a small dick and I'll figure out a joke from that, right? And so I'd go around and I'd be like, oh yeah, no, I've got a small penis, so. Uh, and then I'd try and think of a joke and it just wound up that people thought I had a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> which, which isn't like so bad because like girls when they see it they're like well it's bigger than I expected <laughs> is that the punchline <laughs> I, I guess so it. yeah it's pretty good <laughs> yeah it's yeah, not bad just something to work with that. yeah yeah there's yeah. there's something to work with yeah some I mean, timing it's like, yeah. issues where the beats are <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. pretty good man yeah so we'll see. You got any, you got anything else? Uh, yeah. I mean, just like bad jokes about like, uh, I tried to like go see a doctor about like having my small penis. And he, he just kind of shook his head and he said, you know, you have a perfectly normal above average size clitoris. It's fine. <laughs> it's not something you need to worry about. And so I was like, oh my God. <laughs> no, that's the, it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's you gotta it. You got to cut it right there. Okay. That's the end of your joke. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boom. Boom. Abnormal to above average side clitoris. That was a good joke. <laughs> yeah. And and I think that's the first time clitoris has been said on the enormous cast. Oh, really? So well played, sir. Yeah. Colin Haley. I was trying to tell this joke to Colin Haley. Okay. He really likes jokes. And he was like, uh... He didn't laugh at all. Really? No, he just looked at me and said, isn't it pronounced clitoris? (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be on the show later. (laughs) You should ask him. (laughs) See, that's fun. Say, uh, so where are you from? And then, like, maybe you can figure out people's accent. Right. Based on how they say that word. Yeah. Right. Like, okay, can you, uh, is it clitoris or clitoris? Yeah, yeah. Can you please describe a piece of growing up? Did yeah. you growing up? Did you say? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, now that's a that's a funny bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving it. I'm giving you that one. You that's think that? Okay. I think it's a funny bit. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah. So, um, but I've had a couple beers. Yeah. But so have most people in a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. So I think you're fun. Yeah. I think you're totally fun. So you guys need to be like a. You guys need to be like a comedy team. Yeah. The straight man, you know, yeah. and, and and the jokester. Yeah. Colin actually knows a lot of good jokes. Does he? Well, he knows a lot of bad jokes, which which means he knows like one or two good ones. Right. Yeah. So is he like, what's his delivery like? Uh, Pretty dry. Okay. Yeah. You know, see I what see that. what I can get out of him. Yeah. Later. Yeah. You should, you should see. He's actually a pretty funny guy. Nice. He's like nerdy and a little weird. Yeah, totally. Quirky. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, cool, James. Uh, I, we've just bashed out another hour. Nice. Part three. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know. Classic. Totally. And, and I love the way, you know, it's like, Fast it's like every clues. few, 
you know, it's like every 25, 30 episodes, like there's a James Lucas episode. So yeah. we'll just have to keep that trend going. Or yeah. maybe we'll do one a little sooner. Um, yeah, sure. But whatever. Uh, listen, man, good luck. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for your time as usual. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, is there a way for people to uh, pay attention to what you're doing? I'm on Facebook. Okay. You can find me on MySpace. All friends. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually like, time, if you have a time machine, yeah. you can go back and, yeah. and find him on MySpace. Yeah. Uh, it's actually like mostly playing like my, my parents like heavy metal band, right. <laughs> but you know, you can send me a message on there too. It sounds good, but swipe right on Tinder. Are uh, you like, are you, right. <laughs> swipe right on Tinder. Can you, are you on Tinder? Mm, Please say yes. Yes. <laughs> You yeah. have to have a Tinder account. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have one, start one immediately. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to start his Tinder account. So mm-hmm. look for him on Tinder. Now, are you like, do you accept all comers on the, on the, on your Facebook page? Like, uh, pretty much. Unless you're like, uh, unless you're annoying. Right. Yeah. So like, I, like sometimes the business interests I don't. Yeah. Unless like, yeah, okay. I like business interests. Yeah. Like, no, like, yeah, beat it. I, I blocked like Cedar Wright. You know, yeah. Well, who has it? <laughs> yeah. I think half of Facebook's blocked that guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, cool. Well, l- look for that. Are you still blogging? Oh yeah. I have okay. a, a blog. It's, uh, uh, com. Okay. Cool. And I have all my writing on there. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So the walking mm-hmm. Facebook, Future Tinder, uh, Tinder account. And, oh, that's uh, embarrassing. come on. You're a single guy, right? Uh, or are you marginally single? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I asked this. That means you're single. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not sure. Yeah. I asked this girl if we were dating and she said, sometimes. <laughs> that's it. That's the end. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Me neither.